So this is another episode of Graham This. My blog is GrammarlyDepot.com, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y-D-E-P-O-T.com. So today I would like to talk about foundations. And in life, I learned something very, very hard. We can build a house, but we can't build lives. Um, and that foundation just get washed away. I mean, uh, it just stays fragmented, just fragmented. And so you just kind of walk on this broken foundation. And depending on how much you buy into the illusion, you'll convince yourself that it's a solid foundation. And um, it's, it's washed away, it's fragmented, or it's just damn near not there, period. And so we have to understand that when we build and build and build where there is no foundation, it's just an illusion. It's just an illusion. You know, sometimes I look at situations where when the foundation is so weak, sometimes houses are built with just a lot of concrete. And sometimes you just look at that and you say, my goodness, they wouldn't even allow themselves to have some nature like trees and grass and, you know, just a few things. Okay, I'm guilty. I earth every day. I love to take my shoes off and walk on grass. And I didn't understand what that, or overstand, because I'm trying not to do under anything too much. I'm trying to be over. But growing up in government public row housing as a baby boomer, there was a lot of challenges. And one of them being that my parents were caught in that web of domestic violence. And so for many years, you know, it was this cat and mouse thing. It was just, you know, just not good. And growing up as a child, we don't know how that just folds over into our life, but it does. And the fights would break out and at night, by nightfall, we would find ourselves, my mom and my two sisters, running through the back courts of the projects. Some people call it the project. Some people might think of it as a place to stand. Some people might think of it as a work assignment. I don't know. But I'm saying at, as where I stand, it was where we lived, where families of color was thankful to have indoor plumbing. That was a big deal because when we visited my dad's people, they had outhouses in the backyard. And so that would horrify me in every way anyway. But, you know, we would, we, would, um, we would run at night. And I didn't understand or overstand what was really happening. So here I am, you know, I'm in corporate America and I'm wearing my little heels every day. And, you know, I'm dressing the part and I'm just doing everything right. Because, see, I have this, what? Foundation. Okay. So I have this foundation you know, I'm keeping my head laid. I'm just looking good every day. And I'm feeling good about myself. Or so I thought. And uh, I don't know. I started having this problem 
with my heels. So they said the plantar fascia and all this stuff. I don't know about all this stuff. So I went to a foot doctor. He gave me orthotics. And I started wearing orthotics. And again, after three days fish stink, I stopped wearing them because they made my life miserable. And I realized if I lean into this, this is my life. Every pair of shoes I have, I'm going to have to wear orthotics. And then I'm going to have to limit the kind of shoes that I can purchase. So my life was slowly, slowly spiraling in some direction that wasn't comfortable for me. So I challenged that. So, you know, during the years, I still, you know, I still wear my heels, you know, but I like my flat shoes, and so I wear whatever I want. I mean, because I trust that there was something bigger to all this. Well, I kept wearing the shoes, and, you know, things kept going on and on, but I didn't realize. And then I would limit myself. I would be like, oh, I like to walk bare feet in the house, and, and um, you know, I need to be careful about that because I could hurt my heels and this and that. And here, good. It's another limitation that I'm putting on myself, you know. And if you can't figure out to tell that darn ego to shut its mouth and take a back seat, you're going to have a problem. So that's what, you know, that's what I had to do. And I kept, and I didn't realize until recently, I guess it was partially because of the earthing and stuff every day, I didn't realize that. The running that took place after those hard fights between my parents had affected me. It was trauma to my feet. You know, a four or five-year-old running at night on dark streets. It was terrifying. And on top of that, love my late parents. I love them, I love them, I love them. But we were told not to tell anybody. So we went to school the next day like nothing happened. So the fears that I developed from that, plus I was being taught to lie and hide. Throw a rock and hide your hand. I don't know what was coming first, but all this was becoming this big mass of mess that needed to be sorted out. So as time go on, I realized in hindsight that it was the running, a child just being pulled out of bed and come on, let's, we, we have to run. My mom, you know, of course, she would try to protect me because I was the baby, so she would pick me up. But then some parts, she's also trying to carry clothes for us to have our uniforms and stuff for the next day at school and our combs and brushes. So sometimes she couldn't always carry me and I had to fend for myself. So I've always been a person with tenacity to face challenges head on. I've never been scary about a lot of things, and I didn't know. But you know what? As we mature, the, the recycled teenagers that we are, bravery hurts. Sometimes being brave about things can really do something to you because sometimes you just don't want to be brave sometimes you just want to be vulnerable and open yourself up to other opportunities and 
things that's loving and kind and caring and stuff like that. We we come to this place where we just want to be open to these things, open the door of value and see yourself in that way. And then other people can see you in that way. And when we understand that as we clear away these things, we clear away these pains and we clear away these hurts, you know, we can raise up other living beings. And I don't mean just humans. You know, just think if that that dog is hurt over there and is looking at you crying, could you take that pain if that dog has been hurt? Can you take the pain that that dog is having? You know, sometimes we just have to put ourselves in other, other people's shoes. And we have to understand some people's foundations were broken up underneath them and they put on this face covering and it just gets thicker and it gets wider and it gets more fixed to the face. And then we go out into the world with this because this is what we've learned how to do. Nobody a no, nobody a care, you know, so I'll just keep stepping. I'll just, you know, continue the facade that everything is gravy. We just got it going on. I'm just this person, you know, and the true person when the... When the covering comes off the face is the beauty and the gratitude, the beauty inside and outside. And we can project this onto the world. So I would like to end that foundation, Graham this, um, with my website, Grammarly Depot, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y-D-E-P-O dot com.